Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. SCNZ, 27 minutes away from 7am this morning. Who's the most interesting person you sat next to on a plane? Richie McCaw, top bloke. Got a selfie with him too, so people would actually believe me. <laughs> I swear, half of the country sat next to Richie McCaw on a plane, and it's always an absolute highlight uh, for many people in many people's lives. Who is it for you? That's a great nomination. You didn't leave your name there with that message. Still can't get over that. Buster Arms, JP Dumini. I knew you guys would have good ones. <laughs> I think I've got more. I think I've got more. Even Aroha's got a cool one. She's come through on the on our WhatsApp group. She's sat next to Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. What about that one? Yeah, that man. Cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, 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 sort of, I remember I remember Clinton Tupi have a Coolio haircut one day in the game. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no. He, oh. he came out. He came out. He would laugh about it, so he wouldn't mind me talking about it. But he came in. You know how Coolio had those, oh, yeah, I forgot the name of the, what they call them, but it was sort of like a mohawk, and it was like plaits, and it was all down the back of his head. I remember before the game going. A plat hawk. It was called a plat hawk. Plat hawk. Oh, they're called ring something. And anyway, <laughs> I, I, sort of said, I sort of said to him, man, I hope I just hope you go all right today. And he hurt his mm. knee, mate, in the first five, ten minutes, and had to sit on the sideline and the cameras were just on him all game. It's like, oh man, that was that wouldn't be right. Not quite the same as a skucky box front um, <laughs> fade or whatever it was. Uh, rightio, loveracing.nz. Keep your messages coming through at double eight, double three. Yeah, good weekend, uh, good trip down to the Naki. Uh, unfortunately, though, for Rotorua, another meet abandoned and... I can only imagine Bruce Sharrick and the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing Brains Trust are absolutely seething at this. Uh, they've got to be better. We've got to be it's, better. It's not on. It's, 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 it's actually disgraceful because now the problem has been identified. There's been a bunch of action points written and there have been ways to move forward. They've put in processes and they are still being implemented now. But a lot of the processes have been put into place. But... Either people aren't following them at the club's level and it's human error not doing their diligence and doing their job or the processes put in place aren't working and I kind of tend to think it just might be the former because I do believe that we've got to try and get this right and I think they're on the right track at NZTR but 
if they can't don't have the people on the ground that can execute the job and that can understand what a safe track is days out before a race so people stakeholders jockeys trainers aren't turning up on the morning of then you need to find new people or you need to get your people down there and somebody's gonna have to be going out and looking at every track every morning leading up into a saturday or a, or a race meet well i think what people need to realize is that um, it's the people on the racetrack that are actually doing the work, not NZTR. Yeah, but eventually they're not they're not getting it right. So what are you going to do? Well, that's the point. The point is that they need to make the changes, and they need the, there needs to be an accountability model here. Because mm. well, I was sitting there ready to watch the first race, and half an hour before the race kicked off, they came on the TAB and said the race has been abandoned. And I'm like, mate, that's just not good enough. Like you've got trainers, um, jockeys traveling all around from New Zealand, people travelling in, in from outside the district to go to the races and you're letting them know an hour before the races, you would have known Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday that the races were, that the track wasn't good enough and what needs to happen is they need to be held accountable for that for the, um, that decision uh, and if it's the course making the decision and NZTR helping to pay for the problem, then that's a problem they need to, they need to sort the, the, the club out and move that forward, and then they need to they need to hold them accountable. But not, because my my question is, who's paying for the trainers? Who's paying for the flights for all of the jockeys to get there? Like who's picking up the tab? Well, that's right. And NZTR pick, put up a um, there is like a, a fund model that they can get a little bit of costs for are recovered. But at the end of the day, they're bleeding out here through. I can I can only assume is incompetence. To be honest, Kimpy. At, at, and I, I what I was saying where I was going with that was that I do think the processes that they started to put into place here uh, at a governance level at the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing level, I think they were on the right track. I really did. And the, I remember this is after Captain Cook Stakes Day. Bruce and Bernard Saundry at the time were steadfast and saying it's not good enough. We're going to change. They put out a, a, a bunch of action points. And at some stage, it's being lost in translation. Your, your question around accountability is a great one. How do they get it through? Do clubs need to now, are they going to face punishments more severe if they can't get it right until they learn? But it puts a lot of pressure back onto the clubs. And, you know, there's just obviously not a sophisticated enough model on the ground making sure it doesn't happen. But it is. It's really upsetting. And, you know, for everyone. Is, sorry, Izzy. Sorry, is this, is this human error or is this, are we, is this a weather situation that we are facing. It's horrible weather out there at the moment, and we saw on the weekend with um, the racing in New Plymouth, man, the ground was tough, and it was tough to get anywhere. So, like, accountability, I understand that, and if the track is, the rails aren't, aren't prepared properly, or the... the it's, a uh, the, it's a people issue, is. It's a people It's a people, it's a people issue, because you would have known... See, what happens when they get on track is that everyone else goes out and has a look at it and says, there's no way in the world that we're racing here because we're going to be under a heap of, heap, of, um, heap of pressure if a horse breaks its leg on this boggy, wet track that it shouldn't be running mm. on that you should have made a call on during the week. So it's a people problem, and it's how that, how that people problem is, is accounted for. I'll tell you right now, and me, Noah, and Bruce, mate, there'll be some... There'll be some um, uh, there'll be a time very shortly where enough is enough, and people are going to people's are going to have to make decisions. You know, look at look at my district for instance. We've had five races cancelled in the in the most recent times, um, and it's just you know people want to see the races. Hey, eh, Louis, they want to go to the races. They want to know that they're on. You can make those decisions early in the week. The, the, see, this is the one that gets me with Rotorua. If you made the call early in the week, then you could shift the meeting. And, and it has actually happened. There's a couple that have got it right during the, the, the winter period already. 
and they have been more kind of um, alert to the fact that we have to get out there. And they so the, that's what I mean. Like the start of the point where we've got to the process of starting does seem to be working, but now it might be coming back to individuals and certain people at certain clubs and points around New Zealand just making mistakes, which is so costly. And uh, I just I can only imagine they're so frustrated at HQ this morning. Um, and actually. Everyone over the weekend was frustrated, even people at New Plymouth Raceway. But uh, it was it was a good day at for Openaki Cup Day. It was a beautiful day there in the Taranaki. And um, just asked me, Kempi <sighs> wound up What's late. racing. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a runner apart from Helena Baby, oh, um, which gave away seven k's to Elboy. I thought Elboy was a runner of the race. So quite happy with where he ended up. I thought he was coming around that corner, um, but you know, like Alan said, you know. Weight stops anything, and it, it definitely stopped our boy. You you were down there on track. It was pretty poggy. It, it was it was just a, a oh, it was a bit of a nightmare to be honest. To for to punt. I mean, there were people making money. Of course, there were. There always is somebody that's winning. But Daisy Helena Dag. Oh. <laughs> oh no, my wife's middle name. Oh no. <laughs> and do you know what? Because I'm sure I be you. You would have backed that, eh, darling? I said no, 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 no. Just ask me. No, no, no. <laughs> and you uh, look credit to Mick. Remember early doors, yeah. he said, "Look, t- top three, top four bet. This thing's not going to know itself." But to be honest, Sam Spratt, she won three races. Very well done, Spratty. And I don't even know if she knew her, her horses were going to win. You could not tell whether the horses were going to like the track. So imagine soaked in rain, then dried out, and then kind of uh, sun coming down on it. This kind of like gluey puggy, heavy track, and it wasn't like they could just come in and out of it. So Darcy LaBella, for example, she hated it, was pulling the whole way. So it's just a complicated one, hard to make a buck, but if you did, well done. We certainly didn't on the good oil, but, man, we had a lot of fun down there. So good to be around the regions. I'll tell you what, racing, and and it was so cool to hear how much SCNZ means in the Taranaki, and um, both both of you lads got a lot of shout-outs, and, oh, where's Izzy, where's Kempe? We want to see them down here, so we'll have to take the show on the road around the country at some stage. 18 away from 7 Love Racing NZ, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Go catch all the replays right now. It's time for you to call and take on the Quizmaster, the Ismaster, 0800 150 811, a $50 TAB bonus bet, and a trip to the Goldie 500. Thanks to Willem and Travel on the line. Talk soon. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.